have any idea how many photos you took your first year? Yes, I do actually know the number. I passed 32,500 photos. And so compare maybe, that to what you did before you moved to Hong Kong. Maybe not even more than 5,000, max. Welcome to the Expat Rewind. My name is Stephanie and I will be your host in this experience. What we're doing in this podcast is reaching back into the first year of an expat or geopath's existence into something they put online, whether it was via a blog, Facebook, Instagram, any sort of social media feed, or an email that they sent to a group of people that they knew. And we're going to reach back into that post where they told the world about their experience as an expat or geopath. And then the expat or geopat will reflect on what, they're, what they think of, what they wrote, what they've learned since then, and anything else that comes up as they're reading that online experience that they posted all those years ago. Thomas, thank you so much for joining me on the Expat Rewind podcast. Thank you very so much. Nice to be here. After one week back and forward email. <laughs> Hey, that's right. quick scheduling. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I, that's that's the new world. That's the 2018 right there. So no problem. <laughs> well, I don't see anybody on. There. If we have people starting to hop Doesn't on, matter. we'll probably do a little bit about the podcast itself. Oh yeah, no worries, no worries. But for the for the podcast that'll come out next, I believe next Tuesday, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Thomas Sandfield. I am a photographer from Norway who is based in Hong Kong. Um, I work uh, like in the fashion industry and basically anywhere where it has anything doing commercial or portraits, street photography and stuff like that. That's a super quick introdu- introduction from who I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, doing this full time. <laughs> Season one, we mostly focused on the written word. We did a lot of blogs mm-hmm. and one email. So people were like reading stuff that they had posted in their first year in a new country Mm-hmm. And then they reflected on it. And you're going to be our first visual person who's going to yeah. talk about photographs that first year in a new country. So can so, you give so, us some context about the photographs that you're going to discuss today? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm from Norway. Uh, and in Norway, it's basically the one thing you can do in Norway is landscape photography. That is like the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. So there is mountains, fjords, lakes trees, sunset, sunrise, that's it, you know, (laughs) so it's not much to go on. Uh, Yes, you can do street photography and portraits and stuff like that, but you have to do it in studio because we have five months of winter in Norway. Mm -hmm. So that was the big thing I realized when I came to Hong Hong Kong that the weather is great. And yes, we have those typhoons and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. we do have quite good weather and how to say the city is such alive that you cannot there's like a new moment after new moment a new moment it's like a forever going uh, studio mm-hmm. so i got very inspired to shoot landscape uh, street photography people portraits and stuff like that and for a person who is not used to that mm-hmm. that was a huge explosion in my head like wow this is what i want to do this is my this is what i'm going to change to so it was like a, a sudden change uh, in my photography perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I coming from a landscape country and suddenly having this opportunity to take pictures of um, people, you know, and, and they don't care. <laughs> yeah. 
They don't. They absolutely. They're too busy to care. Is that why the, uh, people photography wasn't as popular there? Is because there were uh, like a lot of security issues or privacy issues? In uh, Norway, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it is uh, because people are more uh, intimidated by seeing a camera, or they go like, "Oh, don't take photo." And the rules are different mm-hmm. in Europe mm-hmm. and America than Asia. Right. Of course, right. you cannot. You don't want to take like a really a bad picture of someone to post online and make it look like an idiot. But mm-hmm. uh, it's that constant refreshment. You can just stand in one place, and you can probably get. 10 to 15 very good pictures of people having a good day, bad day, love story, breakups, just by standing in one place in 30 minutes. Yes, yes. It's like you get everything. You see everything. You can tell a story in their face. And you cannot do that Mm -hmm. in Europe because the streets are too wide. There's too less people. And Mm -hmm. and if Hong Kong has 8 million people in a city, right? It's absolutely crazy compared to where I come from, where Mm -hmm. Oslo, we have like 800,000 in a city. And of course we we walk around, we have the entires, we have space, we can use our arms, we can stretch them out and no problem. Right. (laughs) But in Norway and in Hong Kong, it's like MTR or the, the, the subway is a battle. It's like, Oh, I I need to get this one. Yeah. And that is, that is a huge change for me too, because I'm coming from a city country when the um, train, it's going every 30 to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Norwegians have managed to develop like a very patient atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But in Hong Kong, the train goes every third minute, uh, third minutes. Right. So if you cannot reach it, the next one will come in three minutes. So no problem, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, when I see people get upset on the train station because they cannot get the train, right. I'm thinking like, well, the next one is in three minutes. Why are you upset? come to my country and maybe need to wait 40 minutes, one hour to the next one. Right. That right. will make you, that will make you upset. That, then you have the rights to be upset. I, I cannot relate anymore to you. I, I grew up on the East coast of the U S and then I moved to California starting at Los Angeles, the land oh. with probably one of the worst tra- transportation systems in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody has a car actually everybody. It's just ridiculous. Where if the, if the bus came within an hour, you were lucky. So to yeah. in places in Asia where you don't even need to know the bus or train schedule, you just go and you know there's going to be one soon is just absolutely godsend. Yeah, uh, and in Japan they apologize publicly if the train is 13 <laughs> seconds late. Yeah, you know, I love it. It's love like it. wow. In Norway, they don't care if the train is three hours late. They're just like take the bus. We don't care. Yeah, you pay anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah. Totally opposite. It's like, what happened? Where the honor system doesn't work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I do want to take one second. We have a couple yeah. of folks watching. Hi, Ronald. Nice to see you again. Uh, and profitable polyglot. Arthur. Hey, Arthur. He's on. My, he's in my language learning group online. Oh. And, and I think that's it for now. So they're waving. And I don't know how to do that on Instagram. So I'm going to rave, rave IRL at them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So... So a little bit of context. So you moved, you said February 2012 is when you first moved to Hong Kong, right? Exactly. How'd you end up in Hong Kong? Uh, you know, I had like a multiple choices. I, I can go to Japan, Thailand, Philippines. I, I knew I want to go to Asia. I was thinking in Vietnam. I really want to go to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, okay, the language problem. It's going to be a challenge for me to speak English in, because Thailand good, but not that much taking photos of, and I wanted to go to a big city. Mm-hmm. And Bangkok, yes, is a great, great city, but everyone has been there. There's no 
extraordinary. There's nothing, wow, it's nothing, uh, it didn't have, have a wow factor. Mm-hmm. So I just said, okay, go to Hong Kong for two weeks. Let, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part is I arrive on a, uh, on a Sunday afternoon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I walk down and I uh, going to get something to eat. So I go down and I go to the restaurant and you are so scared. The first time you go in Asia, in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. Chinese, because you don't know what you're going to eat, right? You, mm-hmm. you are terrified. You, you see just a lot of Chinese symbols and you don't know what it says. You have mm-hmm. no clue. You're just like, oh my God, don't be, I don't want to eat a rat or something. <laughs> uh, and so I just ended up going to a restaurant. And the funny part on the restaurant, on the wall, it was uh, the Chinese constellations, like uh, the horse, the, the ox, the, mm-hmm. any, like the rabbit. And I actually thought that maybe it's the menu, right? So I just like, wow. But then I saw the dragon, I realized, oh, this is this is normal. This is not. Right, <laughs> so right, right. you're so terrified, right? You're so scared. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. So yeah. I ended up uh, eating something called, uh, that's the first Chinese word I learned that was mm-hmm. tau siu fa. That means like uh, pork and rice. Nice. Uh, uh, so that was, uh, that was like my favorite dish. It was like barbecue pork with rice that was like yes that's my go-to food that's something i can eat all the time and i'm not going to get sick of it mm-hmm. i thought i thought but overeating this for like a couple of days i realized that i'm actually allergic to honey oh no so they that they using honey to to barbecue it oh. and i started to like eat all over my body I'm like what is this what is this and then, then then of course some people told me that hey this is barbecue so i was like honey i'm like oh great okay Stop eating that, and I switched to soup instead. And that was Tasio Tongfan. <laughs> so I switched to uh, eating uh, soup instead, but mm-hmm. tastes the same. Tastes good. So the story goes like that, that was day number one. Day two was I was like on an adventure. I want because the day I arrived, I, w- I bought a few magazines to to see the photography level in Hong Kong. I wanted to see what are they doing in Hong Kong compared to Europe and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I went through the magazines and I see. I realized this is in 2012 and I realized that the photography uh, has not changed the last seven years. It's mm-hmm. like time has stand still in Hong Kong. They haven't evolved. It's like they're living in a bubble and they, they want to break out of it. So I realized that, Hmm, I might have a spot here. And because I have my skills, I can put that in Hong Kong. So I start to think about the, that the first day already, but Day number two, I go out. I go to a place called Chim Chai Choi, and uh, short for TST. And I take the MTR, uh, the the subway. I take down the, the, the I take the escalator up, and it's a long escalator. And and um, I coming up one of the exits. It's like a big road, cars, taxis, mm-hmm. big bus, double bus, like double bus, you know, double deckers. And in front of me, there's a big sign a lot of photos like big billboards of photo model fashion all mm-hmm. over it right mm-hmm. and and i'm thinking i want to have my photo there i really want to have my photo there wow yeah and the, and and that is the crazy part because three years later yeah. i'm working for that company and my photos are there Yay. so that was like the the turning point was that but yeah. then i went there i sold it and i sold myself I will get there in, in three years. I'll, I'll do it. And wow. somehow I managed to know someone, meet someone that knew that one, that one. Mm-hmm. And I somehow managed to get to the right people and, and got 
uh, of course, it's a little bit luck, but it's also skill. Mm-hmm. Preparation equals luck uh, means you become successful. Right. And I was just ready for the right timing. Wow, wow. So uh, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Let me uh, just go through some of my photos. Yeah, let's, let's look I was, at uh, think, these and see. I was, think, I was thinking to show you this one. Give me two seconds here. Yeah, sure. Uh, so for the folks that are just joining us now, uh, um, this is for the Expat Rewind podcast. Yeah where we look at what uh, an expat put online their first year, and then we reflect on what's changed since then. So the first photo I took when I arrived mm-hmm. was, this fo- was this photo. <laughs> it's, I, w- I don't want to tell anything. I just want to let you guys <laughs> see the photo and what's, tell me what you think. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. That- oh, there it is. Oh, my gosh. So this is the first wow. photo I took. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. This is like, I saw this guy mm-hmm. sitting and sleeping. And I was thinking, I managed to catch his dream over his head. It's so like you can tell like he's sleeping and his dream is over his head. Yeah. And that made me laugh so much because that the photo you can, that is, you know, what's the odds to get that shot? You know, the person is dreaming, and that's the picture of his dream. <laughs> so funny, right? Amazing. So funny. Oh, my so gosh. That, so much. Do you remember where that photo was taken? That photo is actually taken in Shenzhen train station, uh, right when you arrive Shenzhen. Really? That's, yes. Okay. So wow. that is, that's the first photo I took. And, uh, I, I was so excited when I got back to the hotel, and that this is the first photo I edited, and this is wow. the first photo I posted from Hong Kong's China. So wait, and, so that's uh, in the train. Oh no, no, no! Can you stay on that uh, one for a minute? Yeah, I will. So that was in the train station. Inside the train station. Inside the train station. Oh, is that what? Like on the bottom left? Is that like the train station, like wall that yeah. we can see that white area? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. This is just a, a piece of the the train station, and mm-hmm. and this is probably an advertisement. Mm-hmm. Or in China, they have like uh, photos of like. Oh, look at that fantastic country! Mm-hmm. So you can feel a bit positive about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like so. When I took the photo, I just thought to myself, "Wow, I'm lucky." Oh because my! Because this God. is like a one one of a million photo. It's just like you can tell this mm-hmm. is a story about a guy. He's sleeping, and mm-hmm. above his head is probably what he's dreaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, very self-explainable, and uh, I like that. It makes it interesting. So interesting. Okay. In the top photo, the advertisement, what have you, on the right-hand side, there's. it looks like there's some sort of script or scribble that sort right, of... Yeah. You see it's that? Probably, yeah. It's probably a reflection of uh, some dirt because it's probably a glass in front of it. Oh, okay, okay. So it's probably uh, someone's been touching it and made yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, this is... Uh, Absolutely, one of my top photos, uh, even today, so many years later, because it's it's just you cannot do this kind of photo without mm-hmm. asking people to sit down and pretend mm-hmm. to sleep. You have to, you have to actually take them while they sleep. Sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, this is one of them I absolutely like. <laughs> that's so wonderful. Oh my so god, that's a, okay. a funny one right there. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Uh, and I have I have a lot, but. 
this is uh, when I was in uh, Shenzhen, I saw some local uh, dancers. And, and instead of just having a photo of the guy dancing in the middle of the street, I wanted to wait to the lady mm-hmm. in the background who did not care. So this okay. photo is actually kind of funny because that day I, uh, I arrived, I saw these dancers. I haven't actually unpacked my camera equipment yet, mm-hmm. even when, I, when this photo is taken. So I'm standing there with a backpack and uh, really I travel, you know, how it is when you have like everything in your bag, your suitcase, and you just see this happening in front of you. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's do this, right? Uh, I'm packing in the middle of the road in Shenzhen. I don't care where I am. I just want to take the photo. And so I see a lot of people don't care. They just walk by, they don't care. And I'm thinking that will be interesting because we have this guy doing his uh, magic, dancing, mm. and all that things. Mm. But they don't care, right? And I want, that is a little bit the world we're living in now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, or because... so used to it, because they might see him do that in that same spot often. Could be, could be. But it's also represent, like, why, uh, how to say it, it's just the, the way we have become. We don't, we don't appreciate art like we did before uh if you understand what i mean we mm-hmm. before when we uh it was somehow um it was somehow we lost the way to appreciate uh, someone else's art on the screen if, mm-hmm. if you understand what i mean uh, mm-hmm. i see i've seen some incredible talented photographers who are mm-hmm. posting the most amazing things and and they don't get uh, recognized. Right. And uh, this is like one of the things I see as people are talented, but getting ignored. Mm-hmm. And dancers are the same. They uh, People just look at them as simple performers and blah, blah, blah. And that's it. But they are, yeah, they are absolutely artists and uh, they don't get enough, enough recognition. And I actually wanted to capture that. Sure. Just him alone would be fantastic. Yeah, just him alone is no problem. I can, I can probably get that but i wanted that person who ignored that person in the middle that'll be more it tells more a story and i sent you another one that mm-hmm. i absolutely photo from the first day in Hong. this photo mm-hmm. is i uh, also again uh it's so lucky um but also i saw him and i wanted to take a photo of him yeah he was my only target but for some reason i have this lady coming in from the right mm-hmm. She actually connected the photo beautifully. We have this young person, an uh, old person, mm-hmm. and we have this young person meeting each other almost in the middle. Mm-hmm. It almost looks Photoshop, but it's absolutely not. It's shot like that. It became one of the photos I'm using on galleries and stuff like that. This is mm-hmm. the one photo I take up. And this is basically two minutes out of my leaving my hotel room mm-hmm. if they number one in Hong Kong mm-hmm. 2012. Mm-hmm. So this is what I shot right away. And and to not be used to taking pictures of people and people's faces and stuff, mm-hmm. this was like, boom, explosion. It's like an idea right there. This is what I want to do, and that's what I did. So that's uh, really cool. So it's like um, one of the things I absolutely appreciate. Where where was this one taken? This is taken in, in Mong Kok uh, in Hong Kong. It's, I would say, the old Hong Kong Kowloon mm-hmm. side. So this is yeah, the old, old. Uh, I, I like old. I don't like the Hong Kong island. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you been to Hong Kong before? I have. Yeah. Yeah. 
funny because we started the first few times we went to Kowloon and I was like, ah, it's a little crowded. Let's try the island. And I was so excited to have more space. And then like a day into being on the island instead of Kowloon, I was like, I really like Kowloon better. The energy is more frenetic and it just feels more lively and, and exactly fun. Yeah. And that is the, and that is the issue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What was it about the man that initially drew you to him? Yeah. He was... Story. Story. This mm-hmm. was the story right away. I wanted mm-hmm. to get the story and I and I saw he had an old face, very charistic face, and I wanted to catch that right away. I wanted to. So right then I was about to take the picture, I, the lady just walked straight on it and actually eyeline the same light uh, I, uh, between each other. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, you cannot make that. You cannot replicate that. It's just once in a lifetime chance and yeah. bang, you got it. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. And her, she's so soft and so. Yeah, she's just a blurred person, yeah. and yeah. that's that, that's the point that makes it even more interesting because uh, you know it's everyone can tell that this is a beautiful lady, mm-hmm. but it's not the most important in the story. Right, the old person is. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is just this is what life is all about. Mm-hmm. It just youth, and it's uh, we grow older, we tell stories, we we get more life experience, mm-hmm. and that is the basically why I started to like about Hong Kong. And yeah. actually that was the ignite part of me. It's like, I want to stay. Mm-hmm. That's basically how it happened. I yeah. want to stay. And uh, so a two week uh, vacation became one month. <laughs> and one month became three months. Yeah. And then three months became six months. Yeah. And then uh, Hong Kong ID card came. And then it became like five and six years. And yeah. I'm still here. Wow. <laughs> that is simply amazing. Now there's one more that you selected, right? Yeah. Can you see uh, this is this is uh because as a, a Europeans or westerners we never see this. We this is something I wanted to tell this this is like in 2012. Of course mm-hmm. my photography has changed. The cropping mm-hmm. is wrong, everything is wrong. But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because I wanted to tell a story that something we never see where we come from. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this before. This is the first time I see a man pushing a wagon with five half barrel with trash inside. Right. And it was just bizarre, just a bizarre thing to see. It's mm-hmm. like, that is something I've never seen. I want to take a photo of it. I want to tell this story to the other people. And, mm-hmm. and, and this is the result of that. And, uh, and I felt, uh, yeah. That's amazing. Where was this one taken? This is shot in, I think it's Jordan. It's still in Kavloon, but a Jordan area. And um, yeah, I remember that. That was a rainy day that time. But yeah. rain doesn't stop me. No. <laughs> rain uh, is just an element. I love element. it. Yeah, oh my element. gosh. I think Absolutely. He... Yeah, it's the most. Yeah. His, his uh, umbrella hat <laughs> is wonderful. It was one of the first things that my eyes went It's to. funny. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's a funny thing, and we don't see it in uh, Europe. I don't see that in America. I don't see that in England. I don't see it in Norway. Brief brief period in the late '80s when umbrella hats were jokingly cool for like two minutes. Two two minutes, but I have it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a practical. It's a great thing for using both hands. But uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's practical. Yeah. So this is like uh, for me. revelation like wow this is a really different culture and that is another thing is yeah culture we 
from Westerner, we're thinking like one thing and mm. the Chinese are, and the Hong Kong Asians thinking a totally different thing. For two, three years, I took people, picture of people in the street a lot. I became more daring. I just went up in the face and took the picture click, click, mm-hmm. and I got the personality and stuff like that. But after staying here for almost two, three years, mm-hmm. I changed. I felt sympathy for their struggle because mm-hmm. I became one of them. Right. I became one of the Hong Kong people. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that they, sh- I should not do that. So now I'm, when I'm shooting now, I have all this, maybe they have a tougher life. Maybe they haven't got mm-hmm. the, all the good things mm-hmm. they're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So the Western part of me disappeared. The, uh, that that bind I had before about right. didn't care about what, so long as I got the photo, I was happy. But now I can let go and think I'm not going to bother them. Just like that. It was wow. just like that. And, and it was like I realized that. Three years in, you said that it, that Twitch happened? Yeah, three years Wow. Yeah, just uh, one day I just walk around and thinking, wow, I should not do this. So that was like a really turning point. I was like, wow, yeah, they are struggling. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I, I start to take photos in a little bit more comical way. Mm-hmm. In a more, uh, I put the more funny story into the photos. It uh, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily need to show the faces, but at least there's more comic in it than there is mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. Because... I who am I to take a picture of a serious situation and put that to the display for the world? Right. Unless right. there's a war zone or something like that. Right. And I total different respect I got overnight, basically. So decided to shoot more funny. I'm gonna try to get some examples for that. And just tells the story in a different way. It's this it's still street photography, mm-hmm. but twist on that let me just give a quick shout out to chester benning for joining us online and other one arthur's back i accidentally lost some folks when my phone overheated (laughs) (laughs) go somewhere in shanghai (laughs) so welcome back arthur and hello to chester benning so yeah if you're watching this Please feel free to type in your questions for Thomas in the uh, in the chat. I'll bring them into the conversation. So I often, as I'm doing that, I need to I need to talk to you because I I struggle with this too. Because in in Asia, there's there definitely is a different level of privacy. I've noticed not so much in places in Japan where they have a much more introverted or, or polite structure in place, but in places like China and Thailand and Vietnam, it appears that they're much more forgiving of taking pictures anytime. Like you can literally walk up to people or just be like across the street or I've had people in China just walk up and and, and stare at me and not say anything. Um, And again, not, not in a bad way, just it's, it's much more of a you're out in public. So you are public kind of feel Mm, to it. Exactly. And they, and they think they can say whatever they want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny. This yeah. is more like a funny way. Yeah. So I just, I, I, I struggle with, should I, because I, I, like you said before, I, I can walk down the street in Shanghai and take a million photos in five minutes. Mm. 
because there's so many interesting things happen things happening absolutely and i but i wonder the same thing you were you were thinking about is this okay to take is this mine to take? Is it safe to take? Am I disrespecting anybody by taking this photo? That kind of thing. I wonder about that. And, yeah. So, so this is where I figure it out. If if it's a storytelling, if it's, it can be positive or mm-hmm. anything, but it's all how far or deep you want to go. If you mm-hmm. want to tell a story that this is a bad thing happened, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, if a person has a skin disease or cancer mm-hmm. or in his face, of course, mm-hmm. you don't want to show that to the public. I sure. would feel very embarrassed if I was that person. Sure. Uh, if the person has a, you can tell the person's age, you can tell that this guy or mm-hmm. this lady has a story to tell, mm-hmm. then take the photo. And uh, and if the person say, ah, oh, no photo, no photo, delete the photo or something like that. Okay, yeah. you respect that. You just But if you take the photo and you just, okay. So that's basically it. And this is more funny. Like, let's settle this as adults. It's funny. <laughs> what is that? Is that sign language on the on the rest of the shirt? Yeah, it's like uh, let's settle this as an adult. Mm-hmm. This is like paper scissors rock, right? This is funny. Oh, rock paper scissors. Right, right, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's settle this like the adults. So it's <laughs> funny. It's, so this is something I want to catch that. But if you go down to the the, uh, the, the last photo, mm-hmm. you see, uh, just scroll uh, to. Not next, this one, but another one. This one? This one. Okay. This one is a funny story behind. Can you blow it up? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like... dun, dun. So the story with this photo is I'm walking down. This is in Shim Shai Choi in, uh, in Hong Kong. And mm-hmm. I see this gentleman. I'm walking up the street and I see him on my left side. Mm-hmm. He's sitting down to talk to his friends. And I see this poster on my right side mm-hmm. of the street. And I'm in my head thinking how funny it will be if this guy got up, stand right under it, uh-huh. because they look like the lady is laughing of him, right? <laughs> and holy behold, I should mm-hmm. maybe ask for a million instead. This mm-hmm. guy get up, mm-hmm. walks around, and stand there like mm-hmm. I just imagined it would be funny. Yeah. And I take the photo, and that's the result. I, after I took this photo, I knew that nothing going to beat this photo that day. So I just walked straight home, edited it, and I posted it. Because I nothing can beat this photo. Great. It's just that funny. Wow. And we have this guy, like this guy from Pakistan or wherever his country is from, especially in this age we are in, where like the females doesn't have any equal rights. I think it was just so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like He's just standing from the poster, but the poster makes it funny. So funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So and just, uh, do you know what's cracking so me up? Her, her dress almost looks like popcorn, too. I know that's a weird explanation, yeah. but it's a very frilly, very texture-driven thing that they have her dressed in. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And I, and I, when I sent this to my uh, brother in Norway, he's also a photographer, he said, mm-hmm. wow. This is like a one of a million photo. One mm-hmm. of a million. Yeah. Replicated. This is just too perfect. And of course, the guy didn't want me to take the photo. He was like, wow, don't take photo. Like, and I just walk away. And this is from the first year in Hong Kong. And let me see if, which one. How I far into the first more. year was this photo? Hmm? How, how far, far into I was? the first year? Like how many months in were you? 
when you took this one? I think the second month. I think the second month. Still pretty early on, yeah. So I uh, I started super early with taking photos. Do you have any idea how many photos you took your first year? I know that's a crazy big question. Yes, I do actually know the number. Uh, <laughs> I took because I uh, I remember because I replaced my photo at my um, in that time. Uh, uh, to back up, I passed thirty two thousand five hundred photos. I'm sorry. Could you say that again? <laughs> 32,500 photos I passed. Oh my goodness. Okay. And compare that to what you did before you moved to Hong Kong. How does that? I maybe not even more than 5,000 max. Wow. Because uh, in Norway, there is landscape, right? There's landscape and landscape and landscape. There's a lot of the same. Which is beautiful, but it is, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like, like everyone has seen a tree in some point and you started to see the same thing again and again and again mm-hmm. and again. Mm-hmm. And you get tired of it. Wow. So this is yeah. a funny one. It looks like a gangster mob from China, mm-hmm. right? It looks like yeah. it's like these people are here too. It looks like a, a Quentin Tarantino cover. And, um, <laughs> I remember this because this is a photo mm-hmm. I took from basically from my hip. I saw this guy was coming. And yeah. I'm actually not holding the camera up yeah. to my face. I take this photo from my chest, height from my chest. Wow. And I just hope I get the shot. I just that's... hope I get the photo. And and you so did. Oh, my God, that's a brilliant angle. Wow. And wow. Uh, this guy just, yeah. So this is like one, one of my most commented photo on Instagram. Wow. And uh, I... I recently re- reposted it because I wanted people to just to see this one mm-hmm. and it went crazy. So it's like uh, one of those uh, lucky shots you get just once in a lifetime uh, because the guy on the left, uh, mm-hmm. on he is a butcher. So yeah, you can tell yeah. he has a butcher holding on himself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they have the lady that maybe like, it could be like that. <laughs> the person who controls the money and we have her like, assistant on the right side is like a retire yeah, yeah. action so cover yeah the face. mafia photo right there who can yeah. do whatever yeah the look on her face makes me think hmm? that she might be on to what you're doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that could be right i'm not but sure it happened so fast. what's up yeah he didn't because i shot so fast it's yeah. like uh i just shot it from my chest yeah, yeah i was yeah. not sure if i got the photo before mm-hmm. i actually Check the photo a few meters away up and they passed me. Mm-hmm. But when, of course, I saw the photo, I just knew how good it was. So I just yeah. walked home right away because nothing will beat that photo that day. Nothing. Because what? that photo will be the one you're going to remember the rest of the day. So yeah. why take more photos when you have that photo? photo so it's yeah. like a fish get the, Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Now, did you, at that point, is this a digital photo? Like, could you see that you had, that you had gotten the shot that you wanted or was it something you had to do? Yeah, this is a digital, this is a okay. digital shot. This is shot with a Canon Mark, a Canon 5D Mark II mm-hmm. with a 50 millimeter. No, this is shot with a 16 to 35, mm-hmm. with a 35 millimeter. So, okay. uh, yeah. I so, uh, Canon is this one is with the Canon. Oh my, my I, I, Many people ask me what I'm shooting with, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm shooting with many different cameras. So it mm-hmm. could be Canon, it could be Hasselblad, it could be. It's very different from 
where what I'm doing. But per, outdoor, I prefer Canon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, which one do you want to do next? Just uh, this is what I uh, go <laughs> go one back. Back one. Uh, two back. Oh two, my two back. gosh! <laughs> From have it all to not have it at all. Just to have it all and not have it at all, and I think that is so funny. Oh my so god! Funny. Okay, is that what this is saying here? In the um, no, it, no, it's probably a commercial for something. Mm-hmm. But the guy to the right is the real person, of course. Mm-hmm. And right. so you see the illusion on the left side, what he could have before. And now he doesn't have it anymore. Because yeah. the face is look a little bit the same. Yeah. So it's very funny. And uh, yeah, absolutely a, a great shot. It's, this is like still the first year I was mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. The first year. And uh, if you go one to the left and one back. Yes. <laughs> and you see I call it the Hong Kong T-Rex. Yeah. Because you have wow. a weird way to walk. That's and yeah. you don't only have like a few seconds to shoot these kind of mm-hmm. photos. But mm-hmm. He had a weird, weird way to walk. Mm-hmm. So I shot it. And he has the, as I call it, the photo of the Hong Kong T-Rex. Mm-hmm. It's funny, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I don't make fun of him. I just make fun of the situation he was walking sure, in. Sure, 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 sure. And... Uh, it's, so that is totally normal. It's more like a funny story to it. So uh, if you go, <laughs> his facial expression makes it even funnier because he looks so serious and like he's. He looks like a dinosaur who actually saw yeah. you, like uh, that uh, Jurassic Park. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he said that ultrasonic sound and just locks his face to you, and yeah. I think that's so funny. So I had to shoot it, and I saw this guy. I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe wow. I got this guy. Uh, again, one of those days, you just go home early and just laughing because it's just so funny. Wow. Uh, you don't get these photos easily. No. So, uh, no. so do you, did you walk around with your camera just kind of ready for these moments? Like, so you could just... You know, I, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. Uh, I, uh, when I go out, I have camera ready. I have lens cap off, cameras on, mm-hmm. and everything is set to shoot right away and i have mm-hmm. the hand ready on the trigger if i see something i wait i don't wait i shoot right away yeah and and just because you never know but in hong kong you have a moment and that mm-hmm. next second is gone you can mm-hmm. never do it again but if you miss it you will um it will annoy you the rest of the day yeah i'll be so upset if i miss a great shot i'll be like oh maybe the camera didn't start or something <laughs> happened the focus like oh yeah. i missed that and uh, yeah yeah. Then oh, it's just yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing you can do. So okay, <laughs> I'm still I'm still in awe at your thirty five thousand photos in that first year, second year, and the pre the years after that. Did yeah, you it just that? got to more and more. It just more? got more and more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you come to the point that you're just uh, shooting now. You mm-hmm. just see things. You shoot it. You shoot maybe seven photos of the same person, and maybe two of them are in in, in focus. Right. And and then you just see the counter on your camera just going sky high. Right. And but you like it. So wow. but the funny part is when I stopped a little bit like going down after the third year. Yeah. Then it went more down because I got more jobs internationally as working okay. for this clothing brand. Then mm-hmm. I don't have so much time to do this that gotcha. time uh, yeah. time frame. But in recently I started again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I just realized something because I, full confession, I ran across your Instagram a few months ago, and it was the photos of 
like apartment buildings and just really colorful mm. buildings and different viewpoints of different parts of the city. And I was just instantly mesmerized. And so I know you said you move from people photos to other kinds of exactly. photos. But I noticed exactly. that all of these are outside. Do you ever shoot anything inside places? Almost never. Almost never. I don't Why? like I hate it. It's just studio. <laughs> it's just so boring. You Not know, we are living in a, inside a you know, indoor. Yeah, in, in indoors. Uh, I don't know. It's just you, you. Of course, I can shoot indoor with a tripod and stuff like. That. It's very hard to shoot handheld and shoot models inside. It's never yeah. good enough lighting. Sure. And uh, and it's always it doesn't give the natural light as I wanted. In the, you can stand it. You can ask a person to stand in the in the window and get the natural light and stuff like that. That's not the sure. Problem. Sure, sure, so, sure. Huh. This one. Okay. Dear, yeah. I call this photo. Dear God, give me a sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It's funny. It tells the story right away. It's like you tell the guys like everyone else is looking in the direction. The other guys look opposite, thinking like, "Oh my God, dear God, just give me a sign." It's funny. It doesn't make fun of him. It just makes fun of the situation. Sure. Um, and because like three people look in one direction, and the one guy look up and like, please, can I just have a break now? Were they waiting at like a bus stop or what were this they is going a bus stop. Yes. It's the bus stop. Okay. Yes. I was like, why so, are they all standing there looking in opposite directions? <laughs> except for the one guy. It's so funny. Yeah. And I like that. You're telling a story right away. And you can, yeah, yeah I, I like that. And I think photos should be storytelling. It should mm-hmm. be something you share from yourself, your inner feelings. I always mm-hmm. say photographers should be in one with the emotions. They should have the photo, your emotions should be almost on top of your skin when you take the photo. You should be so connected that you just know that, um, how you feel. And if you have like a dark sense of humor and stuff like that, that will show in the photos right away. And I have that kind of dark sense of humor when I like it. Okay, that brings up a good question. Is Are the photos that you're taking, are they a reflection of how you were feeling at the time or yes. what yes. was happening or both? Yeah, it was uh, it's a reflection of how I felt in that time. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I like to see the, I'm a, uh, I like comedies, but I don't like uh, new modern type of comedies. I like the, the 80s comedies with the Chibi Chase, all those funny, you have to mm-hmm. actually use your brain. To, to understand the joke a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now today, it's just too modern. It's just too good. It's just everything is supposed to be so perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to laugh at right there. And, but that time, you can laugh a little bit when you wanted to. Yeah. And uh, and I like that. I like that. And I want the same feeling to come through my photos in right. that time period. And uh, after a while, of course, you see as I changed my mm-hmm. photographer's perspective to shoot more city buildings, mm-hmm. neon lights, mm-hmm. more like that kind of, yeah. I had that in on my website. If you go to thomasanfield.com, mm-hmm. you will see a hell of a lot of photos if you want to. Yeah. Uh, from, from 2012, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with the screen. <laughs> from 2012 <laughs> to now, how many different kinds of phases of kinds of photos do you think you've taken? Like the first year was clearly uh, people, people because it was so overwhelming and mm-hmm. uh, and so new and so fresh so you wanted to to do it mm-hmm. and i can tell you if you're a new photographer and you want to be inspired mm-hmm. come to hong kong or come to big city yeah shoot the people around you try to catch that little moment mm-hmm. and that's it 
but mm-hmm. don't. Uh, but if you you need to over overcome a little fear because you don't know if people are going to get upset or angry at you. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think that is a part of it that grows on you that you just do it and you just become better and better and better at sure. it. Sure, 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 sure. But if you if you were to put like categories of things that you took photos on from 2012 mm-hmm. till now so yeah. it, it like a time so start, yeah so it started mm-hmm. with uh, from let's see norway landscape yeah. right gotcha yeah yeah, Hong Kong. yeah yeah so landscape became uh, uh street photography mm-hmm. and street photography became street fashion mm-hmm. and street fashion became portraits mm-hmm. portraits became more um like fashion portraits mm-hmm. but then i using street photography from that part to mm-hmm. to my time now. Mm-hmm. So I've combined my fearless that I'm not scared to take photos outdoor mm-hmm. with the models. And I'm mixing that together yeah. because I'm not, I don't have any, I'm not afraid of going out, taking photos in the middle of the street because I'm used to it already. I've done it for three years. I have right. no fear. And I'm telling their models how to act in front of us in the big world, sure. ignore it. So they feel confident mm-hmm. that, no problem, right? And then we should. So I combine what I learned the first three years with mm-hmm. uh, what I did the last two years, mm-hmm. and I mix it together and bring it out. Gotcha. God, that's so amazing. That's so amazing to see that progression. But if, if I can get personal, and if you don't want to answer this, just Go. let me know. But going with that timeline, because you said the photography is like a reflection of what you were going through. Oh, yeah. What? How do we pair the progression of the things you were photographing with what you were going through with your relationship with living in Hong Kong? Mm. So uh, I came to Hong Kong, um, and um, so how to say it? It's just um, you want. It's like when you're shooting landscape, you're from you're shooting from distant. You're shooting something big. You're shooting something you can see the entire horizon, and you have like, okay, this is how it looks like. Yeah. You come into Hong Kong, you're shooting people's faces mm-hmm. and you're shooting street photography, shooting situations. But it's, and after a while, you want to shoot personal. Mm-hmm. You want to really get into knowing the person you're shooting, like really get into that. But it also has to be matching your own feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I can be sad and then I shoot a sad photo. I can be happy and then I will shoot a more a happy mood photo. It could be that I'm missing my family. It could be mm-hmm. that I am uh, lost in a big city, mm-hmm. that you feel like that kind of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, But if you can have that control over your emotions mm-hmm. and you just can use it to affect you, for example, headsets are an amazing tool mm-hmm. for photography in the streets. Put on a good music from a movie. It could be Blade Runner. It could be ah, anything. Yeah. And you will get into that kind of cyber mood uh, feeling right away. Mm-hmm. And then you can imagine, okay, I'm in a cyber movie now. So you mm-hmm. just shoot the photos like you were in the movie yourself. Or if you're in a more like a gangster movie, you shoot another mm-hmm. way. If you shoot mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. So, so that's a good way to, to translate music into photography. Mm-hmm. So I, I usually have that in my cl- lessons and I mm-hmm. teach away. Uh, I always say put the headset on, take photos out mm-hmm. to the music and try to get that feeling in the mood out and if you do that you are so in the right way to do it it can be jazz it can be anything so sure. you can make it yeah it can be anything as long so as you feel comfortable that's an amazing tip I've, i'm seriously going to do this on thursday i have the day off and i'm going do to it. do i'm gonna do, do it. it i mean i do listen to music and i do take photos when things happen but i've never 
put on like an album and specifically just gone out and I, yeah. I'm not excited. Like, like go take Blade Runner 2049 or the first one, <laughs> put the headset yeah. on, yeah. full volume, ignore whatever what's going on, and it's you and the camera and your yeah. world done, and ah, that's it. I'm gonna mention it, in my Instagram feed that day. I'm I'm doing this. Do just, that. Yeah, yeah, do that because it's a good tip. Uh, and but, then, but, 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 but we're getting. Hmm. I, I heard teacher, and we're going to come back to that in a second because yeah. I'm a teacher myself, and I want to geek out for a Please second do. on that. But not yet. I'm trying to figure out if there's something we can see about Thomas in the first year. Yes, I'm referring to you in the third person. Hmm. <laughs> Thomas is first year in Hong Kong, or first year, second year, third year, fourth year, that kind of thing from the photos that you took. Can mm-hmm. it, can we see if you had any culture shock? Can we see like your progression from new home to definitely I'm going to stay here? Absolutely. So hmm. so so what what happened was um, the first year um, I uh, I was uh, I was single, didn't meet anyone, didn't know anyone, and mm-hmm. second year I met someone, we got married, we got a baby mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Oh. Uh, of course, long story very short. We we found out that the culture shock was just too much, so we we grew apart basically after three mm. years but but we're still friends and we have all, a lot of that so that emotional tilt shift mm-hmm. changed from a, being a tourist in the city mm-hmm. to just i'm here for fun mm-hmm. to be here to be serious mm-hmm. changed mm-hmm. so you're starting to see hong kong people in different way yeah or a yeah it's just like okay i understand the struggle mm-hmm. i understand the payments or the paychecks are less right, right? right. and uh, and so you understand that okay that's the that's now i understand why many people doing uh living on the street and mm-hmm. having a financial challenge mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so uh, so that is uh then so you're starting to like okay i don't want to show that to the world too much because i would not like that about myself it's only sure. did that to me so that respect changed after everything uh, me and when I was with my son and everything like that, after those three years, I just, okay, I will more go more to the professional world mm-hmm. and attach the street photography into the professional world and shoot mm-hmm. street photography in a controlled environment and still have the same feeling, but in the fashion related. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. I need, I need to say this out. I, I speak to think, I don't know if you're like that or not, but I've, I've oh, yeah, I like that. Recently. And I think what you just said is that because of the, the, the struggles that you had with separating and, and all of that, you were able to connect more to the people until you started to photograph things differently in their place. Absolutely. That's yeah, I became one of them. I became one of them and, and yeah. one of the people in Hong Kong. And and I, of course, you're starting to respect. Mm-hmm. You're just like, okay, I'm not looking at them as strangers anymore. Even I don't know them. I don't look at them as a stranger anymore. Mm-hmm. I look at them as one of me. Mm-hmm. And so when the problem now is that when I go to Norway, <laughs> I have I don't feel them anymore. I don't call Norway my home anymore. Yeah. I yeah. call Hong Kong is my home. Yeah. This is where I feel good. This is where I go. You know, I I, I feel good, right? So mm-hmm. that is that's the thing I'm doing. That's that's basically it. Yeah. And uh, so so that shift that respect happened like overnight. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Um, I never forget it because it was so. It was like, nope, I will do something else. Yeah. And I went to the fashion industry and shot a lot, and now I'm just doing more. Um, uh, going back to street photography, but using it in a fashion way and combine it together to be my like my unique thing. Mm. 
That's amazing. I can't, it's funny when I have conversations like this, I can't help but relate on so many levels. I mean, I oh. did, I have never taken photography on a professional way. And mm. my first year in Asia was in Taiwan and my culture stock was strong. And I had a digital camera that I bought in a local store that was basically this big and fit on my keychain. So the yeah. photos that I took came out awful, but the moments I can see the bad photos and remember the moments. Yeah. And I well, that's almost, photography. Yeah. Well, I can, but I'm almost embarrassed because the first year in Asia, that first year in Taiwan, I think I was taking photos to show how weird and different things were. And it wasn't until quite a bit later in different in a different country that I had that that switch. For me, it wasn't in the same place because I only stayed there one year. But it did it did happen where I was like, you know what? People are really weird in my own country. Going back a few times to realize we're just as weird, just we might show it a little differently. And exactly. then I, yeah, and then I started showing more of the interesting, inspiring, wonderful things about the places I was in. But seriously, that first year, I was convinced they were batshit crazy. I was like, yeah. this is the craziest, weirdest place. I took pictures of the horrible, like, Chinglish t-shirts and yeah. how they just everything they did was weird to me. And I, I unfortunately, I put that on the internet. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. But I think it's, in some way, part of the growth of being an expat is you go through that initial culture shock like i think wherever. anyone yeah i i can tell you i met so many people mm-hmm. not just in hong kong but mm-hmm. all over the world mm-hmm. they never traveled mm-hmm. they maybe basically maybe stayed in their own country maybe in america they just go to another state mm-hmm. a few times in their life but never fly to a different country to see right. actually how the world really works yep yep and i was lucky before i did photography i done photography this is my 17th year in photography mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was a breakdancer for 15 I years. I that, yeah. So, wow. And I tra- traveled around the world. And, and I, I was lucky to see the world from very young aspect. I was mm-hmm. so that the, the, we are, the Norwegians are saying, oh, we are the world's best country. We have the best finance. We, we have a lot of struggle that is not coming out in the media. Yeah. People are poor. We have people who are homeless in our country too. It's the mm-hmm. same, but the media doesn't talk about it. Sure. So, same thing. There is uh, so, for example, one thing I remember the first time in Hong Kong was Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. Same with you in Taiwan, I guess. <laughs> it's open twenty four. It's all over the place. You can go oh, one yeah. block and there's another one. And you one block, there's another one. There's mm-hmm. a one block, and then it's a go go on and on. Yeah. And for me, that was so weird. I can go into Seven Eleven. I can buy a beer. Mm-hmm. That was doesn't doesn't happen in my country. Yeah. You cannot. After eight uh, in Norway, after five. Mm-hmm. Forget to buy beer. 5 p.m. Not even special stores, stop. just nowhere. No. Whoa. Forget it. Okay. Just nothing. Yeah. So just to go down in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. walk down the stairs, and mm-hmm. just go to the nearest assembly and buy a few mm-hmm. beers and yeah. go out. No problem. And that was just so out there. Just mm-hmm. wow. You can wine, you can buy whiskey, you can just, uh, no problem. Right, mm-hmm. so so totally, but it's it's, and I've been I've been here for six and a half, almost seven years now. I only seen two fights in my life in Hong Kong, two fights, and that is about white people, mm-hmm. white, <laughs> fat shit, crazy, drunk white guys, yeah, in the middle of the central, fighting, jumping yeah. on taxis, acting like monkeys, right? Yeah. And and I'm thinking, I'm sorry, 
this is not of me, part of me, my country. They are, I'm not represent this kind of people. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But it tells that Hong Kong has probably a lot of issues, but mm-hmm. they are doing something better than most of the other countries. They yeah. have good health uh, care in Hong Kong. Yep. Anyone with a Hong Kong citizenship gets good health care. Really good health care there, yeah. And um, it's a, in same as in Taiwan, Japan, mm-hmm. Norway is not the only one. Mm-hmm. They say that Norway is number one. Be- no, you're not. Norway yeah. is the greatest country. No, it's not. You have never been I, in Amsterdam, Holland, have you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, after a number of countries, a number of years, I'm really starting to think that every country says to its citizens, we're the best. Like, yeah, every, literally everybody grows up thinking they're the it's, best. It's like, it's like saying to, uh, I always make this a little bit joke, but mm-hmm. I, it's like, well, we're not the best because we're not the best in, in, uh, in the environment. Because mm-hmm. if we're really going to see things in black and white when it comes mm-hmm. down to environment, we should give the first prize to North Korea, who doesn't use electricity, right? Mm-hmm. It, it would be funny. It would be, be sarcastic, but it would be funny. They right. deserve it because they don't they don't waste energy. That the, is true. Yeah. So if it was politically correct, <laughs> we should give it to them. <laughs> best environment country in the world who doesn't use electricity after six. They, they also, I imagine, have the least internet addiction of any country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, there you go. they work hard. They work there, you know. So okay. if you're going to be so black and white on that, they deserve it. Yeah, be funny to give them yeah. that. They haven't started any. It's like they haven't. Uh, it's like they are. Yes, they're isolated. They have their own mentality. They have their own uh, things like that. Sure. And I understand that. I understand when you've been uh, pushed to the corner and everyone hates you except for Russia and China. Mm-hmm. You hate everyone. I understand that. You, you hate everyone. And of course, everyone is poking fingers at them. I always want to go to North Korea, but I'm scared to death because <laughs> I will tell you why. <laughs> if I bring one of these mm-hmm. into North oh, Korea, yeah. you're not leaving. And, I, yeah. and if I somehow lose one of them, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a spy. Yeah. I don't I'll become a spot. You I don't think you'd be able to go and leave, like come back with them. I think no. confiscate. You them. have to because every yeah. one of them has a serial number. I yeah. don't know if you can get it up. Yeah. yeah. And they, they on the border they write them up. They write down the serial number on the yeah. card. So if you, if they don't match when you're on the way home, Jeez. you have a problem. That yeah, means yeah. that you brought some documents in and you tried to bring some documents out. Yeah. And then you're fine. Yeah. So I'm not going to take that risk, but yeah. as a fair enough, when it comes down to environment, they mm-hmm. deserve it because sure. they don't use any unnecessary electricity. Congratulations. True. True. So it's like, uh, it's, so when it comes down to using natural resources and we are the greatest country, no, yeah. Norway is not. Never been, never will be. Yeah. Uh, America, I don't know what's going on there now. It's, oh, it's a little chaotic. So. Uh, <laughs> you know, freaking terrifying. I, I, yeah. Applying yeah. for visa to america now it's just Insane. i don't want to do it. it i don't want to do it it's just okay. it's just too much i was invited to go to a photography event in the u.s mm-hmm. and uh, so i sent an email to the norwegian embassy mm-hmm. and before we had a seven day waiver that means we can just go just go and just okay. notify we're going to be there and there at this address yeah. but no not anymore and now i need to go to the airport and are they gonna pre-clearance me like an interview Right. And they will ask me, can you get your Instagram accounts and your social media, blah, blah, blah. What? And I'm, oh, 
Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to check that. If so, if you, if you said something hateful about America, you're just not going to get in. And, and, and then if you're lucky enough to go through the entire clearance, you go to, uh, to America, you take a 15-hour flight and you arrive in LA or whatever. Yeah. They can still send you home. Yes. So I'm thinking, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, no, I, I will uh, go to Canada instead. <laughs> I will go to Toronto. That would make me more okay. I can live with that. There's actually a fair bit of folks who immigrated to the U.S. and have now given up their green card to go to Canada because it's just getting so crazy that they're like, that's fine. I mean, they went through all the rigmarole to get their green card pre-Trump, and they're just like looking mm. at what's happening going, that's okay. It's not worth it anymore. Yeah, it's like, okay. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And, I feel, and I feel the same way. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to be like in the middle when it comes down to all the controversy about uh, the politics and stuff like that. I try mm. to stand in the middle. I try to be very fair. Yeah. But facts cannot yeah. lie. It's like yeah. me, I cannot take 10,000 photos and say, my photos are the best. Yeah. You know, it will be maybe five photos, maybe 100 photos are good. Mm-hmm. maybe 10 is great mm-hmm. but there will be five amazing mm-hmm. in those yeah. 10,000 yeah, yeah. and I cannot be bold enough to say oh all my photos are the best in the world I cannot yeah. say it because there will be no defense for it no so, so when this um, the guy who has so many allegations now it's, it's all about David Michael Cohen all the politics all that things going on now there must be some truth into it like, people yeah. can lie can come up with fake news and everything like that yeah but there is some truth in it or else it will never be speaking of social issues (laughs) (laughs) you've mentioned your photos being a story a few times Mm -hmm. is it one photo is a story or a collection or does it depend on what you're seeing i I try uh, yeah i will say one story tells everything you can Mm -hmm. have three uh, three photos in a series Mm -hmm. but again i'm a little bit divided how mm-hmm. that is i see a lot of people on instagram posting three photos to tell the story to make like yeah. three and three and three sure. but i like one story straight on tells yeah. the story and finish with it yeah i prefer that compared to a must have three photos of that or else the story is gone yeah i like to keep it simplified as much as i can mm-hmm. if i ever going to have a book i don't know show you what the book cover is going to be Mm. that is my best photo that is my absolute best photo i'm never going to have be this lucky again (laughs) amazing how lucky you can be but Mm -hmm. it's just that photo is uh is on my google drive because it's i'm so afraid to lose it Mm -hmm. it's probably uh, the masterpiece in my life Uh, so that's going to be the book cover when did you Uh, take that photo that photo is again accidentally. It's I was I took this photo in in Bangkok again mm-hmm. Bangkok. I was mm-hmm. with a Danish photographer that day. I was walking around with a Danish photographer. He was living in Hong Kong at that time. Mm-hmm. So we were walking around. This is like at the end of the shooting time. It were, and we had been walking around for three hours, and we felt like wow. Like an hour. Yeah, yeah. So we were tired, <laughs> and I was about to put down my camera, mm-hmm. take down the camera, and taking the lens cap in my left eye i see something mm-hmm. that i i know i need to shoot it mm-hmm. i i need to shoot it and i and i mesmerized like i have to get it so i'm just and take the camera mm-hmm. and i staring i got two photos 
mm-hmm. one blurry, mm-hmm. one sharp. Yes. And uh, and and then and I uh, I never forget it. It was just that crazy. You never know. That's why I tell telling people when you, you never you cannot prepare. You you don't know. And mm-hmm. you always have, when you go out take the camera take the lens cap off camera ready. Mm-hmm. And and um, you cannot say to yourself, "I oh, know I will be um, I, I will be ready when I see it." But but mm-hmm. no cannot you, you will never know you will never be ready enough because you suddenly you see something and then it's too late and it's gone and, fast, and yeah. it's gone and it's gone forever and you can never replicate it and you will un- be so annoyed you know i keep thinking of the photo of the dancer and i think it's just amazing how clear his legs are because whenever i mean granted my equipment's about one percent as as impressive as yours i'm sure you have like the, the top end of the best photography equipment that you have and I've caught phones but whenever I try to do movement shots like that there's this blurry actiony thing that happens yeah. and is uh, it because of your equipment that it takes so many I don't have a little bit it has to do has to do a lot because uh, I was a dancer before mm-hmm. uh, and so I know the settings to shoot dancing photos oh, okay. so I just, uh, so I just uh, jumped on it and yeah. I made it very I was like there you go. <laughs> so I just, uh, so took my time uh, as a dancer, so I knew what he was going to do. So um, I was waiting. It was, so I was just patient, waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, and when yeah. he did it, I just waited to the person is walking by. Yeah. Uh, no need to, to, uh, to spray shoot the photo. Just mm-hmm. wait and then you get it. This photo mm-hmm. is my best photo. In the category street photography, mm-hmm. this is my best photo because it's that crazy <laughs> okay there is nothing i can say about it it's just a once in a lifetime opportunity photo and uh, if i'm going to write a book that's going to be the cover of the fo- uh, that that photo book oh don't say if please say one because i would love to see that book yeah <gasps> what okay we're gonna make that bigger there we go what what were you thinking when you saw that because that's pretty I... Wow. Could not believe it. It looks yeah. like something from Mad Max movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I could not believe my eyes. <sighs> and and I I said to myself, I have to shoot this guy. It was just yeah. I must. If I didn't get that shot, I had to run in front of him and shoot him again. <laughs> right. That would be I was that so I was just like, I need to shoot this guy. Yeah. So the story about this uh, guy is, is that he has been like this for many years. I've mm-hmm. seen him one time before, like two years before I took this photo. Uh, then, he was, then he was just sitting down on the floor, uh, on okay. the ground. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen him. No, almost no one has seen him actually stand up. He always sit down around some garbage mm-hmm. pa- bags. Mm-hmm. But no one has actually seen him walk mm-hmm. like this. And yeah, and I, I got it. I got the shot. And, and my friend from Denmark, he said, yeah, yeah. you can go yeah. home now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You can go home now. When you saw him before this, when he wasn't standing up, could you see the the face? No. I only saw the jacket and a little bit of the... Yeah. Uh, how it, but that was like many years ago. So I thought yeah. maybe I never had the chance to see this guy. Right, right, so right. So imagine us going... So I'm talking to this tall Danish guy, and right. up, I actually don't see what's going on on my left side. Right. So, but I just saw something that was interesting coming up, and I just wow, yeah. Let's cap, aim, and just hope to God I get one shot that is right. absolutely sharp, and just 
cross fingers and it, it come out good. Did you keep the blurry well. one or because you said there was a blurry no, one? I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the blurry one somewhere in a hard drive, but yeah. I kept their sharp one. Yeah. The blurry yeah. one is absolute bad. <laughs> okay. So it's it was just too yeah. That's yeah. it. It's just lucky, lucky shot. That's right. it. Uh, lucky and prepared. Prepared. No, wait, but good way to say it. I was prepared to shoot something that I didn't know, but I was lucky that this guy show up. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Thomas, I have three quick questions to finish. I, I don't know how quick they are. Um, <laughs> But I have three questions to, to wrap this up. One is you mentioned being a teacher and two, you mentioned being a father. And I'm curious what things you pass down about photography to folks. What are the main things you tell uh, them? As a photographer, I will say always be attached with your emotion, even if it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. If you are feeling sad, go out, shoot. If you're feeling great, go out, shoot. I try to, when I, when I'm teaching people photography, let's see from one to 10 mm -hmm. don't go out taking photos if you feel like one mm -hmm. because no need just mm -hmm. stay home to recover yeah don't go out when you're too happy because you cannot know yeah difference between it's just too happy too sad it's just not gonna work but yeah. if you can find in between number five or six seven in those mm -hmm. that range yeah you're really perfect so if you feel like Hmm. Today, you're just packing your cameras because you're motivated. Mm -hmm. Do it. Headset on, pulp fiction music to make you go into the mood, and you're mm -hmm. shooting it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The photos would come by itself, and the album lasts for like one hour. Mm -hmm. So you know when you have listened to the entire album and you start mm -hmm. it again. Mm -hmm. Don't look at the time. Mm -hmm. Just let, let the song tell you how long you've been out shooting. Right. Because then it's more, and don't care about time. Because if you look at the time, you start to put limitations on yourself. Yeah. You just feel like, oh, 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 I need to go home. Maybe I need to do that. If you just take the watch and take it out and yeah. just listen to the music, and that's mm -hmm. the only thing that counts. You know, you're going out at 11. And if you hear the album three, four times, you know the time will be three, around three when you're finished. Doesn't okay. matter. So this this album idea did was was this your own idea or did somebody else? Did yep. you see it from somebody this else? This is uh, something I come up with, but I guarantee someone else is probably doing it. But yeah, yeah. this is something I just came up with myself because mm -hmm. I felt if I'm uh, because we're in the city, you hear a lot of noise, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so yeah. I found out the best thing I can do is to um, I have noise canceling on this one, but yeah. I don't know what, but that helps a lot just to isolate sure. your own surroundings inside yeah. your. You just yeah, hear yeah, the music yeah. and just. So I'm fun. one with myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what would you say, it sounds like this is going to be a big answer. <laughs> so what oh, would yeah, you think is the biggest impact that Hong Kong has had on your photography? Right? See, I told you. <laughs> this is a, this is a very a great question and I'm going to answer it. When I came to Hong Kong, Norway attitude mm -hmm. is we think we are so fast mm -hmm. to get things done. Mm -hmm. In Norway, we are like we 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 look at ourselves as very fast, hardworking people, mm -hmm. and that's our mentality. We are mm -hmm. yeah, we are hardworking. So, having a Norwegian mentality coming to Hong Kong, mm -hmm. and you think I'm fast, I mm -hmm. am the greatest person on the earth, right? Because you, you have that mentality. Sure, yeah. And you see other people, maybe the first couple of months, mm -hmm. how they operate, mm -hmm. and you realize that you are seven times slower than they are. Mm -hmm. and that and you consider yourself as fast and you're maybe seven times slower 
than the most hardworking person. And you're starting Mm -hmm. to think, oh, wow, this is going to be a rocky ride. Because in Norway, we're like, oh, we do it tomorrow. No problem. I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, Next week. No problem. Monday next week. You know, uh, plant the tree. Well, I can dig a hole. Tomorrow, I'll plant the seed. Next day, I'll cover the hole. And Mm -hmm. next day, I take water over it. Mm-hmm. And I'll watch it grow. That's that's okay. the mentality in right, Europe, right? right? But in right. in Hong Kong, we like you dig a hole, we put the plant, we put the seeds in, we put the over, we put the grass on top, mm-hmm. and we guard it to make sure it grows up at the same day, right? That that's mm-hmm. basically what the mentality is. And yeah. and I saw that comes a little story here uh, in in all this. Um, my first year, of course, not so much money uh, because you you coming into a new country, you it's not easy to get jobs. You're a white guy. Mm-hmm. And they're still a little bit racial in Hong Kong, but I understand mm-hmm. because the white guys has been idiots to Chinese people before, and I totally understand it. Yeah. So I that, that is something you learn over time mm-hmm. when you've been living here. That the white guys be, before you or the mm-hmm. girls before you has been treating the Asia people bad, and uh, with no respect, looked down on them, made them feel like nothing. And I feel sad about that, but it's mm-hmm. not me. I, I treat people with respect and I, and I, as equal to myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, uh, the last, uh, so after being here for two months, three months, mm-hmm. not much money because I used a lot of money in my country to have equipment in Norway. One company has seen a photo I taken and they ask if I can come to interview and I'm like, oh, okay. And that time, right at that time, yeah. the only, uh, that is like, Second or third month, I was here. Mm-hmm. I had two hundred Hong Kong dollars in my pocket. That's it. Before I before I had to go to this is has something to your question. Yeah, two hundred Hong Kong dollars. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it, before I started to tap into savings account and stuff mm-hmm. like in Norway, but I don't want to touch it. So I'm like, oh, how am I going to survive? Blah, blah blah blah. So they it's the day before I almost have nothing. Uh, I get asked to come into interview for the company, mm-hmm. and they're doing makeup. So I'm just uh, okay, makeup company. What is this? Go there and I talk. Then I show in my portfolio. They're like, "Yeah, we like it. we like your photos," uh, but we're gonna merge in with some other company. And I'm like, "Oh, cool. They are just nearby. Do you want to visit them too?" I was like, "Yeah." So I going over and I uh, and uh, they introduced me to the, like a multi millionaire company uh, with a Lamborghini in the front yard. Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, this is this is, this is kind of big." And uh, the boss is coming out and yeah. the handshake and everything like that. But for some reason, the company I was supposed to talk to, they said, mm-hmm. okay, we need to go back because we have to do another meeting. So I just somehow, I just stood around in that mm-hmm. other location. Mm-hmm. And the boss said, well, we are looking for photographers too. And I'm like, oh, um, here's my portfolio. Yeah, uh, we want to hire you right now. What? Wow. Really? Okay, that was fast. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. What do you demand? Well, what can you give? Well, uh, we want you to work uh, five times a month in uh, some events. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I said, how much do you take for it? I was like, what do you offer? Oh, well, we can give you 50000 50000 It's like, I was like, are you, are you kidding me, right? A year? No, no. Uh, monthly. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, well, I would need a deposit. And yeah. I keep straight face, need a deposit. Yeah, yeah, sure. They run to the safe and took the money. I signed it and... Went to the MTR dancing, basically. <laughs> went to the went to the subway and dancing around like a crazy maniac. So the, the, what happened is, when I got to learn how they speed, how fast they were in Hong Kong, because they asked me to do like pre-wedding or uh, anything 
Yeah. And they expected to be finished the next day. Wow. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, next week, no problem, right? right. But they're like, no, oh, no, no, we need it next tomorrow. And I'm like, well, how can I do this tomorrow? Uh, and that's basically right. how I adjusted the time. Right. So, so the, imagine I'm going back to Norway, mm-hmm. with that mentality. Mm-hmm. And some people give me a job in Norway and I'm finished the next day. And I say, like, here you go. And they go like, what? Really? Why? So fast. Well, How long did they think it was going to take you? In, uh, in Norway that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks? But I can yeah. do it in one day because <laughs> I've done it in one day. Right. Because I was so used to do it and so hard that uh-huh. the Hong Kong mentality changed right. the way I'm thinking. So getting faster. And I, in Hong Kong, is where they really helped me. And Norwegians are, I don't know, we are Westerners. We are like this. Oh yeah, we can wait. We can. I can. Don't. I don't need to get paid now. I can mm-hmm. do it. I can get paid in five months. It's okay. No problem. Right. It, that's that's how we Western think we are. So polite. It's so nice. Thomas, Thomas. this explains the thirty-five thousand photos that you took that first year. Yeah. This is beginning yeah. to make sense now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of photos. So it just become yeah. a lot. It became like do it. So when this mentality just become like this work ethic came yeah. from lucky coincidence by meeting up this company, they saw one photo, they wanted me to show another. And yeah. I expect, okay, uh, I can do this job easier. I can do one job in a week and I can do it. Right. But they were like, no, need the next day. Right. What? But it's like 6 p.m. Yeah, if you can, yeah. we need it like 9 a.m. tomorrow. Right. Okay. But I get paid. So I was like, sit down all night, working my ass off. And of course they got it. And they were yeah. like, good. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So that was like uh, so. I did that for nine months. Uh, mm-hmm. I still have contact with them. Then because I got hired by other companies that I can do more of what I wanted. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but but it was just amazing journey to to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, it's when I bring in this this culture, this mindset to Norway, mm-hmm. it's just I understand why. The, the Asia countries get things done in yeah. so much faster pace than we do it in the Western because they can fix a hole in the ground from an earthquake from one day to another. That, yeah. And, and, and in Europeans, you can, oh, we have a bump in the road. Yeah, it's politics. Mm-hmm. It will take one paperwork to another car to, uh, to somewhere, yeah. to another word, to yeah. another one. And uh, maybe now, no, not this year, maybe next year. Yeah. And some kid is driving a car and bumps and drive off the road. Oh, then yeah. they'll fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I have a question for you. Because do you think, because I, I, countries and regions kind of grow and then stagnate and maybe decline and all that kind of good stuff. Do you think it's that Asia's having, uh, I wouldn't say a moment because that sounds ridiculous, but do you think they're, because they're they're on the rise in general and they're like an economic powerhouse right now, that that's why this mentality is there? Or do you think this has always been a part of this? Always been there. Oh, Just when it comes more, if you look at Asia history or China mm-hmm. history, how mm-hmm. fast, but uh, for example, great example, mm-hmm. Segway. Segway is a great example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Segway is American. Mm-hmm. So, and Chinese made parts to Segway, right? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we have a new, it's funny that you're mentioning, sorry to stop you, stop you, Thomas, but we have yeah. Thomas Reeds, who is now in his, I believe he just started a master's program this week. 
in France and he's studying Chinese history and Chinese language and all that kind of good stuff. So this is a good time for him to join us. Hi, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, please, please continue. Uh, So uh, I think always, it always has been their mentality to to perform. So the Segway story Mm -hmm. is like this. Segway hired uh, Chinese factories to make Mm -hmm. uh, parts to to the the wheels, whatever, Mm -hmm. to the Segways. And so Chinese developed their own type of it. Not totally similar, but a little bit similar. Mm -hmm. And they got so popular and they earned so much money on the copy version that they actually bought Segway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How funny is that? Yep. How funny is that? And that tells me a lot. All the high-tech companies mm-hmm. are using China. Why? Mm-hmm. First of all, yes, they may be cheap, but mm-hmm. you cannot take quality and also effective mm-hmm. away from it. Yes, there is probably a lot of bad factories who treat the employees bad, but mm-hmm. I have actually been in many of those factories in a project I had a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And many of the employees living at the factories with their own rooms, own bathroom, own refrigerator, they don't have it so bad as people think. Yeah. They decide themselves. They, uh, the kids go to work, uh, schools study. Now the economic is blooming in Hong- in China. So they send their kids to study in UK, Norway, Sweden, mm-hmm. Denmark, and even US. So I think they are more hungry to mm-hmm. learn and educate themselves now mm-hmm. than they ever been 20 years ago. Yeah. The question is, is yeah, I think it's very interesting is to see the Americans, Europeans mm-hmm. are not interested to go that direction. And right. I will say that's kind of shame because I will say mm-hmm. the second language we should learn at school is Mandarin. Yes. Chinese and Mandarin, it will be mm-hmm. the ultimate trading language yeah. in, the, in the next century. Trust me, it's going to be the Chinese. And the only way you will do big trades and get a good deal mm-hmm. is to know how to speak Mandarin. Sure. That's and I don't even think it's going to be next century. I think it's coming a lot sooner than we think. Oh, yeah. A lot I, I can, I can yeah. tell already by staying here in Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, more, more and more Mandarins talking people, more and more uh, mm-hmm. Chinese influence because the borders are getting more blurred. Sure. And, and, uh, and I will say it's, instead of learning, I think it's the most important language at this time era we are in now yeah. is Chinese. And it is because they cannot deny they are really good at technology. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they are, they actually, the entire financial system now, they don't mm-hmm. use physical money anymore, almost. You mm-hmm. probably know that. They only use Apple Pay or uh, QQ and WeChat. Yeah. In, in, that's, that's in mainland China, we use uh, yeah. WeChat and Alipay. Yeah. And yeah, we feel exactly. cash, but seriously, less and less places are taking cash. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. so for that is starting to become, that was like China. Mm-hmm. And that was China was started with it. And the reason they started, uh, we Westerners who are listening to this, they don't know this, but you and I, we know it. Mm-hmm. WeChat is the same as uh, Facebook, Instagram, oh. uh, Q- QXL oh, or okay. eBay, everything in one. In one, yeah, and more. In it one, has a lot more than and, all of those. Yeah, yeah, you can go to shopping mall. You can go to you can order food at a restaurant. You can pay so for much. it, prepay for it. There is so much you can do with it. And the yeah. reason why that happened is because they are not allowed to have Facebook, the mm-hmm. Gmail, all that other things. So they developed their own app, but their app is so much stronger and more powerful than any other we ever seen before. Yeah, and, and they figured out how they can avoid using paper money. Yeah, because people are getting sick of using these money. They have yeah. the carry diseases, 
and China is a lot of people, billions yeah. of people. Yeah. And so they figure out, okay, let's do, let's use electronic payments instead. I think that's mm-hmm. good. And yeah. of course, China has. Uh, I saw this fantastic interview with this uh, tech lady. She said that uh, yes, Chinese government is controlling everything, mm-hmm. uh, basically everything. Mm-hmm. So just accept it and just play by the rules and done. I I got to tell you the the difference, and I'm sure you've experienced this. The difference between what people think of China. And Hong Kong versus not less so Hong Kong. I think people have more of a view of Hong Kong because it's more mm-hmm. open than mainland China right now. But what people think about life in China from the international news versus what it's like to live here is like night yeah. and day. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. Day. I, I remember when I came to China first time. I was thinking, oh my god, it's going to be horror scene. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. China, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. The, the The city is beautiful, and, and I've never been in Shanghai, but I, from what I've seen mm-hmm. in, in mainland China, I can tell you, it's not what people think. No, it's only uh, they're just showing the the smoog, you know, the the bad the haze of the sure. city. That's the only that's the only thing that hits the news. Which does exist. I mean, the thing yeah. is, that, the thing that I try to tell people outside of China is that, and not to get on a soapbox, so I'll just do this one thing, but. Um, mm. It's not that the things that are in the international media don't exist. They do. But it's one side of the story, and there's so much other stuff going on. And a lot of it is really exciting. The For example, innovation. electric trains. Yeah. Oh, my God. The high-speed trains are insane. Yeah. 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 The, the current Go to Europe are- after you take the train in China. Go to Europe after you take the train in China. You'll feel like... We wow. did last year, and we were laughing so hard when we went to a train station in Spain and Germany, and we're like, wait... There's no people here. Wait, how long does the train take? I'm sorry, that's too long. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, because you get so spoiled. Yeah, you do. You, so you really do. And, uh, and the same in Japan, mm-hmm. China and Japan, and in Taiwan, same. Yeah, I went from Osaka to uh, yeah, Fukuhama uh, mm-hmm. to, to uh, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I think it was one hour, 45 yeah. minutes. Amazing. Yeah, and you don't feel it. Like wow, you're there yeah. already. Yeah, coming to Europe, uh, the train is five hours delayed. Sorry about that. Take the bus. To be fair, mainland China does have issues with their flights being yeah. delayed, especially in the yeah. evening. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, doministic enough, is very, but not so often internationally. But yeah. doministic, very that's often. True. That's true. And the yeah. trains very rarely. Like we had snow in Nanjing last year, and that hmm. caused a delay because everybody just kind of went, "What? Why are we having snow?" <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Just go two weeks. Don't need to be in a five-star hotel. Mm-hmm. Live there for three weeks. Two weeks in a three-star hotel or two, or rent an apartment on Airbnb. There's so mm-hmm. much more possibilities now than there was like seven years ago. Yeah. And and go. And if it's it's great, then save up money again and go back, uh, and explore, feel, mm-hmm. and and don't be afraid to get lost. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And Hong Kong is a super safe city. It's probably the most safest oh, wow. cities around. You and, can work at uh, any time of day there, right? I mean, it's just... Yeah. Very funny you said that. Mm. I can stand in the middle of the night at 3 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and taking photos and no one yeah. bothers to talk to me. No. But yeah. if I do the same in Norway, Oslo, I might get robbed. Quite yeah. chance, big chance I get robbed. In Norway, Why? yeah. Yeah. What happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? You know, mm-hmm. 
I I can I can f- no problem. I can stand alone in the middle of the street in in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. No one bothers me. No That's one amazing. even talks to me. They just they're minding your own business. But when it comes to Norway, if I stand mm-hmm. in the most places I want to take photos of, yeah, yeah, it yeah. get stolen. It will be gone. I'm quite sure of it. Or they will bother you, and they will talk to you, and they will be an, uh, annoying because yeah. they care. Same thing in Shanghai. I exactly. mean, there's certain things that are prevalent, like now pickpocketing it on the subway has become. Mm rather prevalent but honestly i've lived in cities a large part of my life i'm used to keeping my stuff in front of me when i'm around a lot of people so it's not such a big deal for me but that's pretty much it there's the occasional stabbing or something like that it's amazing generally violence is between people that know each other and pissed each other off there isn't a lot of random violence like it feels like there is in the u.s and yeah in europe in europe yeah just it's it's you have a growing uh, out of control thing that is growing in Europe that it's that is scary and it's out of control and mm-hmm. and uh, in Hong Kong they're so tough to get visa mm-hmm. you have to have certain criteria and the mm-hmm. same in China mm-hmm. so tough to get visa in China you know this not oh, easy yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, it's gotten and you easier have to, yeah become easier. With the right qualifications, it's gotten easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for Norwegians and American English, and yeah. uh, for other other countries also, a few others mm-hmm. in Europe, not that hard. Yeah, but if you're an African, forget yeah. it. Yeah, there's yeah. been a mass exodus of people from African countries for that very reason. They really started to crack down on that, which is so. Yeah. Considering the relationship between the African countries and mainland China, it's really bizarre that that's happening. I don't. Yeah don't know what's happening there. I think because so many Chinese folks went overseas to study and came back, they've got a glut of very qualified people and not enough jobs for them. So they're making it harder to get work visas um, because they have people who are bilingual, who studied overseas, who have qualifications and skills and people skills and all that kind of stuff. They don't need us anymore. (laughs) No, they don't. Remember when I was was a kid, I, uh, I had friends who said to me, oh, wow, you should go to China. They mm-hmm. love to have white people helping because they said white people, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to go to China. It's too mm-hmm. scary. They don't speak English and, and they speak Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, now, as you said, now they speak English. They mm-hmm. understand the language. They're actually mm-hmm. more sophisticated than we are in mm-hmm. many ways. They have the technology and our language in their hands. Yeah. And And... What do we have now? Well, we uh, we have, of course, we do have some science in other countries and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I can tell you, the next mm-hmm. 10 years, China is going to mm-hmm. develop something. Uh, they're going to go to the moon. Guaranteed, mm-hmm. next 10 years, they will be the goal to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us is just going to watch it and just thinking, it should be us. Yeah. But the mo- everything is floating that direction now. Yeah. They have Taobao. They, can, they, have, they, they basically reinvented the internet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Taobao, Alibaba, and WeChat, basically. Doesn't it and amazing? Yes. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Because, I mean, outside of China, people think, oh, the firewall, oh, it must be so restrictive, blah, 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 blah. But that kind of created this environment where they just made Explode. it even better than the stuff that they can't read. Really- <laughs> it's so funny as you said that. Oh, yeah. Remember when uh, when um, I, I learned a few things now. Mm. For example, my phone. Mm-hmm. I take my phone away. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes I become better to leave my phone away, like sure. two, three hours. Don't touch yeah. it. Don't watch it. I just stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My brain has become more creative by doing that, by forcing myself to not look at the phone. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. In China, they don't look at all the stuff we're looking at, Google, Facebook, uh, Instagram. They don't, they don't, they get, don't get yeah. distracted like we do. Right, mm-hmm. we are just oh, I want to see what my neighbor is doing. Ah, uh, but they're like whatever. Mm-hmm. They want to focus on developing business-oriented yeah. people, and they really became successful. Yeah. Japanese was the one we when we were young. Yeah, I'm forty-one. When we were young, when we were young, I looked at the Japanese like oh, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They are a business. But now, the Chinese are mm-hmm. faster than them. Yeah, and not yeah. like little. It's like it's huge. A lot. It is huge. And they have their own science. They have like their like technology. Is uh, mm-hmm. there's a reason why everyone is using uh, Apple is using China, mm-hmm. and they say yeah, uh, we're gonna send the, uh, the the parts from China to to US and put it together yeah. in US just to please Trump, but it's still made in China. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still made in China. China no, is, uh, Amazing. I think it's part of that decision fatigue thing where if you have so many things to choose from, you don't have the mental space to do anything else. And right. I think, yeah, I'm not Absolutely saying, right. I'm not saying I like the firewall. I got to be honest, using my VPN, yeah. like I'm using now to do the live feed is sort of annoying, but mm. I do agree with you that it does simplify things to a degree and then people yeah. can do uh, other shit. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a little bit, um, I speak to someone locals about this firewall mm-hmm. and I ask them like, why, why is this existing? And they said, well, the explanation is very simple, Thomas. They say, protection. imagine, imagine if this, uh, tomorrow this firewall will go away mm-hmm. and they will read all the fake news that exists on the internet. Yeah. You know, even, uh, even Star Wars was controversial because there was a black guy yeah. who was uh, one of the main characters. Yeah. And that is like, Silly, maybe we. I, my best friends are from Africa, or mm-hmm. they're black, Asian, Caucasian. Doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? But they like not. We cannot accept that. This yeah. black character is going to be this small in the poster, like in the background, because <laughs> they don't. Like that. It's funny, right? right it's right. just like this is like how the culture is. It's like wow, you know, in, in my country, the yeah. black guy will be like one of the biggest figures. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the. The, the opposite mentality. Sure, sure, sure. They, sure. they never, yeah, but they never understood it in China. Yeah. They never, understood. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, but it doesn't seem to affect people as much as we think it does. Exactly. About it from outside. I'm not saying yeah. it's a perfect system. I'm not saying it's a perfect country. Every place has their flaws. Absolutely. Yeah, but man, oh man. I just try to get people to understand it's so different than what you think. And there's so much online now about it. And people still believe only what's in the news. Like there's a lot of stuff coming from individuals who even with the firewall are putting tons of images on YouTube and in in podcasts and pictures and all over social media, like Western social Mm -hmm. media. And people are still like, Oh, it must be like this. Like I had people asking me if everybody's still on a bicycle. And I'm like, well, if you mean shared bikes, then yeah, but that's so not what's happening. <laughs> like, if yeah, you if you go outside of an outside of another city mm-hmm. in in China, yes, you will see people on bicycles and the, those market bikes and uh, yeah. Fruit and stuff like that. But you know, the images they're but, thinking from like the 1950s, 1960s, where yeah. they only had bicycles and yeah, they're all in the mouth costumes. Yeah. And yeah, 
not the costumes, but the uniforms and stuff. And yeah, yeah. The, that picture. And I'm like, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> the same kind of thing when I get the questions like, where are you from? From Norway. And they go like, oh, they mean like the polar bears. No, 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 no. We don't have polar bears walking down the street and go like, hey, people, we, don't, we don't have that. <laughs> we have them. They're living normally. They are on top of Norway. We don't see them. We, don't, we yeah. only hear about some yeah. incidents with a tourist. A few, a few months ago, it was a tourist who saw one and thought it was cute. So he went to the ice bear and like, oh, come here. you!" Of course, <laughs> the polar bear become a bear, normal bear. And there's like, oh, right? so funny. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Uh, so it's like uh, silly, right? Because... We don't have polar bears skating around our streets in Norway. We do have mm. all reindeer and everything else, but we don't mm. have polar bears. That's funny. But people's mind, yeah. they think, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, Norway. Peaceful country with blonde hair and crawly blonde girl. No, that's Sweden. Next country. <laughs> <laughs> that's Sweden. Go to Sweden. So they're, funny. Yeah, they're, they're interesting. interesting. Mm. When I first moved to Asia, all of the women that – that I met asked me, it was like 2003. And they all asked me if every woman in America was like carry on sex in the city. Yeah. And I'm like, like no. carry on sex in the city wouldn't even be carried from sex in the city. Like no, no. woman as a journalist Fiction. would be in that apartment and eat all of that ice cream and have a size too. Like, ne- like she's not even her. <laughs> no, it's like, it's just a character and based on yeah. like, one funny. thing. I, but the one thing I just obsession about the makeup in China Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the, the, the Asian girls compared to the Western girls, mm-hmm. uh, the Asian girls are really good in makeup. Mm-hmm. Amazing in the makeup. I'm blown mm-hmm. away how good they are to do. They should, mm-hmm. I, I will say any girl in China that's yeah. doing makeup or mm-hmm. Asia generally can come become a makeup artist in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like any, any day they can just go into the set and just like take over. They can kick the, yeah. their real makeup artist out of the way and just take yeah. it. Yeah, they're that good. They're just so incredibly yeah. good. And the it's products like two, are really good. Like they they could yeah. go pick up their products in Korea, then go over to Europe and do their stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they can do a great job. They can do a living out of it. Oh, you no. know, I'm, yeah, I'm laughing when I see like they in my country they call themselves makeup artists. Like in my country, I would say we have five really good makeup artists. Mm, wow, and that's like I will say that's like top notch. That's always been used by the movies, TV uh, series yeah. like that. Sure, and sure, we sure. had those uh, other ones who came out of school and uh, like half pro, but a little bit not that known yet. Yeah. But in China or Asia generally, yeah, they are so good to take photos of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a total different photo culture in mm-hmm. Asia than we have yes. in Europe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, they they really good to just even they use their phones. They're mm-hmm. so good at it, and sometimes I ask them like, wow, you know. They really know how to do it. And that's come back to everything. They they have managed to, they see what we do mm-hmm. and they develop it and they just make it better. Yeah. Just make it better. And yeah. we cannot figure it out. They're just like, why and how? Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. do it. And I think that is in their DNA. You know, I mean, everything comes t- I mean, tying all this conversation up. Mm-hmm. They, uh, My fascination is that they doing, they learn from us Mm-hmm. They put the style into their, their, their they use our style, put it into their culture. Mm-hmm. They refined it, made it better, mm-hmm. and be buying it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That that's basically True. my. Uh, the only thing I would add is that they had a culture going way before European culture. I mean, yeah. we're talking about five thousand years worth of yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had stuff, and then they refined. There has definitely been 
a, a borrowing from the West most recently, but they definitely mm. had stuff before that even. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, I agree. If you look at yeah. um, uh, if you look at America history, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at it in if you look at it as uh, humans, mm-hmm. so the <laughs> old man with the long white beard with the long eyebrows, yeah. that like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, Europeans would be like the more adult guy, like, hey, shut up, you know. Mm-hmm. America has been like for three hundred years, like the Let's baby you. country. Let's shut you. up, yeah. talk to us, you know, like, uh, <laughs> shut up, you whiny <laughs> baby. Saying yet? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know that would be funny. It's like, oh, you uh, stupid cry baby, don't don't cry me now. Boof, stop uh, it. You know, that's funny because it's like, uh, yeah, you know, yes, you had your Indians and uh, mm-hmm. your fellowship, but they 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 got uh, you know kicked out of the country. In its current state, yeah, it's very, 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 very young, very somewhat lost. I guess we'd be going through our adolescence right now. Maybe that explains what's happening. <laughs> oh, no, we just. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my god! Oh my god. Uh, I love, I love, but I love this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Every, every place has good and bad. It's oh yeah, absolutely. More visible than others. Absolutely. You but, know, I, I saw a friend of mine driving through some places in California that people are like homeless people, like living like long street. I'm like. This could be South America, Africa. Could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. No one knows. It's such a sad thing to see. And uh, that. Yeah, it's it's yeah, really really big problem right now. Well, I have to so, tell you before we go that Tom, who was listening to us earlier, I think he might have dropped off because he had to study. But he said he didn't have any questions, but he wanted to say that he's fascinated. He went to your website because I was scrolling yeah. over on the right hand left hand side here. And he said, I, I'm fascinated by his work. He didn't know you before then, but he's absolutely mesmerized by your work. And he's he's scrolling through all of your your photos right now. So he's... That's cool yeah. to hear. That's cool yeah. to hear. I'm yeah. glad to have this chat. Uh, you know, you can always uh, write to me, contact me. I will love to oh, talk to you. sorry, again. Tom's still there. Yeah. Oh, Tom is still, still there. This was wonderful. This was such an interesting... Uh, insight. Like I said, this is the first visual uh, episode that we did doing this kind of retrospective reflection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And thank you. That was awesome. No problem, <laughs> that was, no. I love it. So it was my pleasure. I appreciate you coming on and doing this. I know that you're probably very, very busy and I really appreciate the time you took to do this. No problem at all. Problem at all. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.